Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. How the heck are we doing? We doing okay? I think we're getting by. It's, I think so. It's day by day until summer for me, you know? Honestly, the yes. It's like, you know, when you go up to somebody and you're like, how are you? And they either say one of two things, live in the dream. <laughs> or what's the, what's the other one? There's something else. There's live in the dream. And then there's another one that's like another day in paradise. Oh my God. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> my, my go-to is live in the dream. You are so right. Yeah. Um, okay. Live in the dream. I feel, I feel like I, I was trying to, I don't know if it's another day in paradise for me today. I think it's a more live in the dream day. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. I jaw definitely feel for real, but we, have, <laughs> we have some, we have some, I'm glad we started this on a high note. I'm really, I'm really glad that we did because we have some, like, I'm not going to lie. We have some serious combos. We have some yeah. serious topics serious combos but hopefully it'll help us or help you guys I guess kind of um get to know us a little bit better Mm -hmm. we're basically going to be talking about confidence and anxiety and things like that so maybe it'll resound with you a little and you know help you out we're 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 pulling from our dms today we're trauma dumping (laughs) (laughs) to be frank we will be doing a truckload of trauma dumping absolutely so back her on up like that u-haul and let's get and let's get into it so we are starting from a lovely dm two lovely dms that we have gotten on our instagram dms and this is what this person said could there maybe be an episode on confidence whether it be self-confidence body confidence confidence in one's worth work ethic confidence in your relationships and so forth and then she says take a shot for every time I say confidence girl I'd be on the floor but anyway <laughs> on the floor non-responsive somebody call 911 but um you know but that would be awesome it is sometimes it is something so many people struggle with especially in today's society of hate and judgment preach and I'm not and I'm sure not only I would benefit from it well queen here we are we got you I my ADHD self I had to take some bullet points Like I wrote down a few bullet points and paragraphs and I'm like opening up a fresh can of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, just sitting down, raw dogging it. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) She said paragraphs. I was like, gulp. (laughs) (laughs) Not raw dogging it. Oh, I'm sweating. I'm just letting it come off the dome. You know what I'm saying? Oh, not off the dome. I'm sweating. Honestly, both of Well, the, you're the, in. Brittany is literally in a full fleece lined avocado snuggie. I am 100% because that my air cut on up here and oh, it's it a whopping cold. 66 degrees up here. You're right. It drops fast. It, it does. does. But anyway, all right, everybody, let's get into it. So, the first out of multiple paragraphs that I wrote down, just because, you know, it helps, you know? So, I personally feel this is just this is just my my two cents. Um, I feel like when people or just really in general, when people say confidence, the first thing that pops into my head is physical Mm -hmm. because people associate confidence with your physical appearance, with, you know, just the way that you look, the way that you present yourself, the way you dress, all that good stuff, all that kit and caboodle. But in reality. Confidence doesn't necessarily have to correspond 
with the physical image. It really doesn't. I, I just, you know, I just feel like confidence, that's the first thing that people think of, because that's the first thing that I think of. So I feel like it, it, you know, it's a little misconstrued sometimes because confidence can come in different levels. It can come in different, it can present itself in different ways. So I wrote down, you know, whether it be like intellectual confidence or spiritual confidence or, you know, just confidence that any other confidence other than physical you know what I mean yeah for sure no I think body confidence is like the one that just kind of rolls off the tongue like that's Mm -hmm. what you think about but Brittany and I both of our kind of like topics that we are going to talk about we neither of us it was really body confidence it was other things as well so yeah definitely definitely but yeah and then at the same time, I feel like, you know, social media doesn't help in a way. It does. I feel like there's some videos on, on like, not necessarily TikTok, but it could be Instagram, you know, like the, just the ones that just, you know, come off the dome as Miss, as Miss Sophia said, <laughs> you know, just come off the dome. The, the ones that I can think of really are like for Instagram specifically the, you know, the happy couples, mm-hmm. you know? Or like the happy family. Yeah. People post, you know, oh, I'm with my my partner and, you know, and then people can look at their profile and be like, oh, they look so happy together. But in yeah. reality, you don't know, you don't know what they're going through or what they're dealing with. No, there was definitely a time. Actually, I want to circle back. I know I said yeah. neither I deal with like our, our topics are more about body confidence. That's not to say that we don't have issues with our body confidence, but I feel like my biggest area is not so much that it's something else. Okay. I just want to get that off my chest. No, I'm not sitting here being like, actually we're both perfect. So we really don't struggle with that at all. I literally <laughs> listen. That's so funny. And I'm so glad that you actually said that because I was, <laughs> I 110% struggle with my body image and like my physical image just because my body is changing. I'm getting older. You know, we're all getting older. My body is changing. I don't have the same metabolism I used to have. I don't have, you know, just things of that nature. So, but change is a good thing. Yeah. Change is a good thing. You're getting older. Things are going to happen. And it's all just about, you know, falling in love with yourself all over again. I agree. And like getting, getting old or aging or whatever it is, is, honestly something to be proud of because not everyone gets to do it not everyone gets to live into their 40s and their 50s and their 60s it's kind of a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. to see your body changing as you age and it's a reminder that like you're still here and you're you're still living and growing just as you should because that's what's going to happen you know in the end you're not going to look like you're in your 20s forever Mm -hmm. but it's kind of an honor to be able to of course continue to be here and grow as we do Absolutely. So think of that as a beautiful thing. Change is a good thing. Yes. Change can lead you into the right direction. It's, you know, change is a blessing in disguise. Change is scary, but it's a good thing. And, you know, that's life. Like we're meant to change. Imagine if you talk this, I mean, just imagine if you talk the same way like you did when you're a toddler. You don't. Yeah. I'm so glad when I look back at a lot of times in my life, like, I'm so glad I'm not like I was in middle school, please. Like I'm I'm happy that I've grown and matured and all that kind of stuff. But I do, I do get down on myself a lot. I'm like, oh, you know, like time is passing and I'm changing and I look different and mm. I feel different. I sound different, but I'm trying 
not to focus on that as much. I actually saw something on Instagram, um, an influencer, Lauren Geraldo, if anyone knows her, she put a question up on her story. And I think someone responded and was like, how do you deal with getting older? I think she's only in her mid twenties, but she said, um, someone told me one time, if you feel old in your twenties, you're going to feel old for the rest of your life. Mm. You know what? That's so true. And so I've been trying to not say that as much like, I'm so old because I don't want that to be something that I put out into the universe all the time, you know, because it's true. If I'm saying that now, what the heck am I going to think when I'm 60? I'm going to be lit on the ground, depressed in a puddle of tears, please. Like get a grip <laughs> literally when she said that quote that made me have the stank face like you know when you hear a song for the mm-hmm. first time and it just hits and you got that stank face like mm, oh take me to painful. take me to church <laughs> basically you know what i mean so amen. that amen sister i love that i will be the amen corner all day every day baby <laughs> let's keep it moving but anyway moving on um I feel like that was a good I feel like that was a good time to circle back I really enjoyed that thank you yeah yeah big fan but yeah just like kind of going back to you know the social media aspect of things it's almost like you know people are putting on a facade almost nobody's nobody is perfect nobody's perfect but we all got to work it you know what I mean (laughs) <laughs> again and again till we get it right again and again <laughs> please you know there have been times in my life where I literally cannot watch some of my favorite influencers because I've been depressed and it's yep. like I can't see it like there's a couple of people I can think of I used to love their vlogs on YouTube and for a time in my life especially when I was in Richmond because that was when I was like in my deepest pit of depression, I just could not see other people thriving because I just knew it would make me upset. And of course, like, I don't think they're intentionally trying to show this perfect life or portray that they have a perfect life. But if you're putting stuff up on YouTube, it's going to be good content. It's going to be the best parts of your day. It's going to be all the highlights. So I just, I didn't even want to like, I didn't even want to see it. You know, I just, I, I couldn't even deal with seeing other people happy. Right. And that's, and you know, that's the, <laughs> I think of like, you know, the other day I was working and I just had such a bad anxiety day. And I was like, how funny, cause I had this thought and I'm like, how funny would it be if I was recording a vlog at this point? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, and here's me crying. Yeah. And then here's me 15 minutes later, still crying. Here's my midday breakdown. <laughs> yeah, and then here's me crying, but in a different location <laughs> about something completely different. Right. <laughs> Love that for me. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like, I never thought of it that way. I kind of like that. Like people do vlogs. I mean, there are, but there are some people that I really do appreciate. They keep it real. They really mm-hmm. do. They keep it real. They keep it like, there was this one video I saw. Oh, my Lanta maybe want to get my tubes tied and it was a mom with her husband and four kids and she was doing like a realistic day in the life before we leave the house something like that and she's grabbing running screaming kids she's doing somebody's hair she's while she's brushing her teeth while she's flipping a pancake i'm like i don't know how she did it but then i read the comments and people were like thank you so much for this Thank you for keeping it real. Thank you for showing the good and the bad, the ugly, the behind the scenes, whatever the case may be. 
because yeah. sometimes people need that little snap back into reality but at the same time it because you know this just popped into my head but at the same time it's like the people that do the like the get ready with me vlogs or like my or organize my living space with me blah 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 it's kind of like an escape yeah from reality in yeah, a way I- in like a weird way and sometimes a lot of people are doing that to get themselves out of mm-hmm. a funk. It's the only way I'm going to clean is if I film a video. I know I have done that before. You have Same. done that before. It's like my place is so gross. The only way I'm going to clean is if I have accountability, if I'm filming it, this, that, and the other. So I try to also like take that into account as well. There's no way that they it looks like this every day. Their house doesn't look this perfect every single day. Yep. And, you know, like... And I also wrote down like the fitness gurus, the people that are, you know, waking up at 5 a.m., having a rice cake and some peanut butter, going to the gym, coming back, having grains and some kale. You know what I mean? It's like, do you ever just wake up and just be like, you know what? I want like a spoonful of icing for breakfast. (laughs) You do. Do you (laughs) do you eat McGriddles? That's my personal question. Do you ever have one of those days that you just don't want like you either don't want to eat or you just have like a handful of chocolate chips and call it a day you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I uh, yeah but at the same time you know it's just I, I it's like an incentive almost it's kind of like you're getting the satisfaction of like editing the video recording all the clips putting it all together posting it so it's kind of like in a way it's almost like you're accomplishing it's like you're tricking your brain into thinking that you're accomplishing something yes which I, I like. I just did that with cleaning my brushes. I, I was like, I need to do that. Perfect. Let me put it in my vlog for today. Because yeah. Lord, I have been putting it off for literally two years. Like the CDC is probably going to come knocking and they're going to want to ship those brushes off. The things they have seen, the places they have been, the I, I just, it makes me physically ill. I think that's why my immune system is so strong. But <clears throat> I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't put it in the video. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've ever, I, I've never cleaned a brush. Brittany! I've yes, never. you throw them away? No. I've never cleaned a brush. I have oh. hairbrush, makeup brushes. I've never cleaned a brush. I can confidently say with my entire chest that I have never cleaned a brush. No, I've never cleaned a hairbrush, but I have definitely, you should clean your brushes. Honestly, though, you're probably right. Honestly, I won't, though. Honestly, I probably won't. Like, I'm going to be truthful with you. Those brushes back there have seen seen better days. But hey, they've been through they've been through hell and back, baby. Like, when we locked in, Ada switching up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can clean them with me when I do mine again in two years. So, <laughs> I'm <laughs> stunning. But you know, okay. Moving on, talking about just like. You know, she also brought up in the DM, if I can go back to the actual picture of the DM, she also mentioned, you know, confidence in work ethic and confidence in your friendships and relationships, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. This is what I wrote down because as soon as I wrote this, I kind of went, okay, Mm. go off Brit. Lacking confidence in relationships, whether it be, you know, platonic or romantic, stems from trauma of not feeling good enough, feeling like you're constantly having to overcompensate for something or prove yourself. That 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 
paragraph is about me. That just isn't me generalizing all, you know, because, you know, lacking confidence doesn't necessarily stem from trauma. But for me, it 100% does. Okay. Absolutely. Like in my, in relationships, like I feel like if I, I, I kind of get insecure because I feel like that if I don't do some sort of like grandiose, you know, like paragraph every once in a while of how much I appreciate my friend or if I don't go above and beyond for some for someone, then somebody's going to get tired of me and then they're just not going to want to hang out with me anymore or oh. they're not going to talk to me anymore. So I just feel, I mean, and but at the same time, I don't want that to be misconstrued as, oh, the only reason that I do that is because I don't want to lose them as a friend. I am, I feel like I'm generally a nice person. So, and words mean a lot to me. So that's how I show my love is through words. Um, followed up by actions, obviously, because, you know, like- and like words are just like words are nothing without the action but you True. know so i'm i'm a big words person i'm a big words girl so words of affirmation is my number one love language so mm-hmm. i so for me yeah that paragraph just kind of like really resonates with me especially kind of like i mean that kind of ties into my like romantic relationship and a little bit into my platonic relationships it's like i feel like if i feel like i constantly have to prove myself Okay. That I'm good enough to continue to be friends with that person. Does that make uh, sense? Yeah, it does. I'm I'm just I'm taking it all in. I'm kind of like learning. So that's interesting that you were able to trace it back to your childhood. Do you think that was because you kind of talked about here, uh, talked on here before about growing up with Ryan and just feeling like not always, I guess, like paid attention to or something yes. like that. So that, that definitely comes from it, like 110%. And this is, and this is me, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is not me self-diagnosing myself. I have healthily processed this with my therapist that my, this 100% stems from my childhood, 110% being, you know, kind of being like, not necessarily like the ugly stepchild, but like being not, or the black sheep, but just kind of like always feeling number two. So that's Mm -hmm. why words impact me so badly just because like I feel like I I was given attention as a kid but it was definitely lacking because of my brother and again that's not me pointing fingers putting the blame on anybody whatever I'm just talking about my I'm voicing my experience I'm being vulnerable I'm opening up (laughs) so if that's how you feel then that's how you feel and right yeah yeah so it's just kind of you know so that's why words impact me so badly so when somebody like makes a hate comment I I can't it won't leave my head because Mm -hmm. words just mean so much to me and I would you know that's why I feel like you know I I could never be openly mean to somebody yeah or you know just like have any sort of like hatred or just like so much hatred towards another person or like, like, and not even saying it, but like typing a hate comment out or anything like that. Like, I just feel like I couldn't, I could never do it. Yeah. Because you know, the power behind it, you know, how words affect you and how they can like completely uplift you or tear you down. And you see that and you care about how other people may feel about that. Exactly. So it's like with me in in relationships, I just feel like I, I overcompensate it with words, you know, just that, but that's just that's just my experience (laughs) but at the end of the day um that's it I 
I wanted to touch more so on the confidence in one's work ethic Mm -hmm. because the first thing I thought of was imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And if you've never heard of imposter syndrome, let me, let me read you a little definition. Oh, queen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had to pull, pull from Miriam and Webster. Um, actually this is Wikipedia. Okay. (laughs) We love her too. It says imposter syndrome is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Mm. I did not even know this was a thing. I learned about this probably a year into me working in Virginia. And when I heard this woman on some Instagram video talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. I never knew how to put it into words. I never really understood the way that I felt. Mm-hmm. But, and I've never really talked about this before, but in TV, it wasn't, I didn't really feel inferior in the way, uh, or kind of in like the TV realm of things, like being on camera, you know, learning how to talk on camera and have good crosstalk and, fun little conversations like that all came naturally to me, but it was the meteorology side of things where I always felt inferior. And I literally would have a fear that my boss was going to come in and say, can we go to my office and talk? And he was going to be like, we know that you don't know what you're talking about. And (laughs) this is the day where the rug is getting pulled out from underneath you and you're caught. Ha. Like that, that is what I felt. And I knew that I, I, I knew what I was talking about. But I just had this fear that I wasn't actually as good at what I was doing as I thought I was and that I was just like playing this this good act, basically this good role. But one day someone was going to come and be like, gotcha. So, yeah, it's a thing. And I definitely deal with that. I will say now that I'm doing social media, I feel 100 percent confident in my job and I don't deal with that mm. anymore. Um, but yeah, if if you kind of feel the same way and you didn't know about imposter syndrome, you're not alone. It is an actual psychological thing. And yeah, it, that's I, I feel you. And that's like I can personally say that I haven't really I mean, I've like I mean, I've had moments where I'm like, you know, is this actually my life? Like is this, you know, like do I even, you know, do I even know what I'm talking about? Like I've definitely yeah. had those moments, but it it definitely hasn't been to that degree before so I can only imagine how you know like detrimental it can be for your mental health right exactly and it go ahead sorry, sorry. no go oh, ahead Oh no I was just I was literally just gonna be like it's rough <laughs> yeah it, it, it'd be rough out here y'all it really do, it do be like that for real but you know and the going kind of piggybacking off the work ethic thing we've talked about grind culture before Mm-hmm. we've talked about it so I feel like that can kind of you know go into that can kind of go into things because there are some days that I don't want to get I don't get out of bed I don't shower I don't brush my teeth I don't eat you know like and and then I go on TikTok and then I see my five to nine before my nine to five and I'm like I uh, you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, just off the tongue. I mean, that's literally what people title their videos, 100%. Oh, I know. It's like, come with me to my nine, my five to nine before my nine to five. I'm like, okay, perfect. You know? And then I'm like, haven't washed my hair in over a week. Stunning. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, 
<laughs> but some people in the comments crack me up and they're just like, wow, I'm still <laughs> haven't showered in a week, but go off queen. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like love to see you living, but I'm currently not. <laughs> but I'm currently not. I am not even surviving or thriving. So here we are. And that, that cracks me up. But yeah, so it's just like, so it, I mean, I guess all in all for this little, for this little segment, this part in our, in our nightly discussion is that confidence is a funny thing. It definitely is. The only, I feel like the only way that you can truly be confident is if you find something that you, okay, I'm stumbling over my words a little bit. This is why I have notes because I do things like this, but I'm trying to regain my train of thought here. Sophia, say something, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was I'm, I, I'm sweating. <laughs> I looked up, I was looking at more things about imposter syndrome and I'm actually sitting here being like, oh my gosh. So there's a graphic that has signs of imposter syndrome and it says mm. being outed as a fraud feeling unworthy of success, dismissing positive feedback, blaming accomplishments on luck, over-preparing. I definitely do feel like unworthy of success in some ways. I I literally got an Emmy and I never posted anything about it. Like I I never said to anyone that I got that I got this Emmy, which is like a, a big deal in the TV world, but I felt like I was unworthy of it and you, wait, I, wait a minute. you have an emmy yes i'm saying yes like duh but i literally haven't told anyone you have an emmy i do but okay do you want to know why i feel unworthy of it is because it was for traffic like i was filling in that day and i was doing traffic which obviously i normally i typically don't do traffic um and that was just the newscast that our news director had submitted was me I just happened to be in it. And so I don't know, I kind of felt bad because the the OG traffic lady, like I'm sure she probably was like, why did he submit that newscast where I wasn't, you know, playing my typical role? I just I just felt bad kind of forgetting it because I was like, she definitely should have got it. Like she's the actual traffic person. I was just filling in. So I never I never said anything about it. I never, yeah. My jaw's on the floor. Miss Ma'am has an Emmy. I am friends with the Emmy Award winner. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because the little graphic shows like feeling unworthy of its success, and it's a it's a trophy with a big line through it. And I immediately was like, "Oh, my Emmy!" Like that is a perfect example of my imposter syndrome being out loud and proud. And I do blame a lot of my accomplishments on luck. I'm like, "Oh, it just, you know, it it's luck." But I think oh, I need to be more. I need to acknowledge more that uh, I deserve these things. Or if, if you deal with it, you deserve these things. You've worked for this. Like you are worthy of the success. It's not something to be like, oh, well, it could have happened to anyone. Like, no, it happened to you. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Your feelings are valid, Queen. Thanks. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> but... um. I think that this is a perfect time to kind of, you know, kind of go into the next segment topic, and that is anxiety. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, remember when I said that I wrote a lot of notes for this, for the confidence thing, I mm-hmm. wrote, I am truly raw dogging at this time. I wrote <laughs> no notes for the anxiety. Cause I feel like that could just roll off the daggone tongue. Yeah, you're just so well-versed in this topic. <laughs> we don't even need a single, single note. Not, not even, not even a single letter, truth be told. But so this is the lovely DM that we received. I was wondering if you could talk about how you deal with being anxious and overthinking on the podcast. Good Lord. If I could get something tattooed, I'm going to get a tramp stamp of just (laughs) constant overthinker, always anxious. Truth, truth be told. I feel like I'm just like a frigid cat, just like on the verge of having a a breakdown 24 seven. I was really though an anxiety riddled child. Like I look at childhood Brittany, I, my mom was, I guess, going through old emails the other day or something. Brittany's, she's going, me too. (laughs) Me too, queen. I didn't want to interrupt, but we have the video on and I'm pointing at myself and I'm like, me too, babe. Oh yeah. Um, it's, I was an anxiety riddled child. My, My mom every year would get my sister and I like, spots at this sleepaway camp with our church now we loved our church I loved everyone there I in reality I was completely fine but I could not stomach being away from my mom Mm -hmm. I was so unwell when I wasn't with her I was like physically sick Mm -hmm. and there was I guess an email chain that oh um, I cannot wait to hear this it's actually sad, but we can laugh about it. I messaged her. This is October 5th, 2009. Um, I said, Mommy, if I go to this camp, then do I have to go to any other spend the night camps this year? Hissy face, Sophia. My mom said, not for the rest of the year, darling. Smiley face. I said, yes, with like 25 E's. <laughs> I hated. I always had to sleep in bed with the counselors, Brittany. Like I could not. Oh, yeah. Well, they were all girls like and they were no, but still I, yeah I was like probably I started going when I was like seven years old or something and the girls who were the counselors were like 16 year olds to me they were like adults the coolest girls in the whole world oh could yeah like them could only dream of being like them so I they all were like they just loved on me because they knew that I was like literally like a frigid wet cold cat out in the night like I just oh. I couldn't there but like I'm glad that I went obviously and I always ended up having a good time but like just the preparation of knowing I was about to go and leave my mom was terrible I I was always so anxiety like ridden and when I would go to my dad's house every other weekend poor guy I would like wake him up in the middle of the night this was my line I'd always go I'm crying me (laughs) I know (laughs) like like just like just so you know just just so you know I'm crying again him and he would wake up from I'm sure the REM cycle just to <laughs> his daughter being I'm crying <laughs> Ma, it's giving the mama foo up like yes exactly I'm but I was just I would get so homesick and I'm not super like that anymore but sometimes when I'm away I feel the same feeling that I did as a child you know like it's just I don't know how but I can like I can transport back to that time and feel that feeling of homesickness in my body. Um, And that I think is 
my that was my anxiety like in full effect as a child it was I I just did not want to be away from my mom whatsoever I had crippling separation anxiety like you were preaching to the choir it was so bad that she couldn't leave my sight or I would have a meltdown right like I'm so serious like if I could not turn around and see her I like I would just go into a full-blown like crippling panic attack yeah it was truly awful I remember I'll keep the story short I used to do rec cheer Mm -hmm. love that Baltimore Ravens go Ravens not uh, not even in Baltimore we were just the Ravens like it, it, but whatever you know case Ross Ross so I so we had cheer practice and I would not allow my mom to leave my site during cheer practice or I would just go into pure panic right mm-hmm. we were preparing for a routine and we had to go to another field so of course immediately what do I do I dart eyes at my mom and I'm like so you're, you're coming with us right <laughs> You heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, come on, Vominos, everybody, let's go. Like, we're going, right? So I, uh, so, you know, I'm like, you heard, I'm like, you heard that, right? We, we on the way, like, you know, we're going on a trip. So and she was just like, she was like, Brittany, I'll be right here when you get back. I'll be right here when you get back. I'll be right here. And I'm like, and you know, at first I was like, I'm going to put my big girl pants on and I'm going to say, fine. Okay. We're going to do it. Okay. So I, so we start walking to the other field and bless my mom's heart. She just had to pee, bless her heart. So she was like, so she sprinted to the bathroom, but it was across the football field, right? So it was a hike away. Uh So she's doing the mom speed walk over to the bathroom to go pee and then get back before I come back, right? So she is hightailing it over there. We go and apparently we killed it because we were only on the other side of the field for about as far as the routine right so we were only there for a split second and then we come back my mom's not back from the bathroom you would have thought that my world just ended (laughs) you would have thought that my left arm just got amputated you would have just you would have thought that like literally the world tilted off tilted off of its axis i went i started sobbing like literally fell down into the ground like fetal position crying it was oh yeah Gosh. And then my mom came out of the bathroom, saw, saw me literally losing my mind. And she came running back. She was like, I just had to go to the bathroom. It was so bad. Um, That reminds me, my sister and I, my sister also shared the same fear. But this one was more so like of our mom dying. I don't know why. Mm. We went to Jamaica um, on like some little vacation. Just my mom, my sister and I. And, oh, God, we must have been, like, I don't know, maybe, like, eight and nine years old, nine and ten or something. And my mom decided to take surf lessons. And so she's out on the surfboard just, like, a few yards out in the ocean. You know, like, she's still on her training wheels. The guy's out there with her. She's just trying to stand up. Like, she's not Maui, wowie riding the waves or anything. She's literally... She's literally training wheels on my sister and I are screaming from the shore mom no mom come back like we are having full breakdowns because we we thought she was gonna like die out there get eaten by a shark something something bad was bound to happen our mom had to end her lesson early like just with the with with the 
the water that's pretty much up to her hips like <laughs> she's like she's she's I drowning can't do anything <laughs> she's she's gonna drown obviously the yes, world is I mean, the that, world is ending that was the only plausible like situation that was that was gonna occur is she was gonna pass away in front of our eyes like I and I don't know what it was I guess because like my parents were divorced so mm. I get my dad lived like my parents were married until I was like two or something so I don't really have any memories of my dad living at the house um so my mom was like my main person I saw I would see my dad every other weekend but our relationship like wasn't super close and so I guess like in my little tiny body I was just like this is the person for me and I just knew like that at any point she could potentially leave or I could leave and then never see her again and I just was not willing to let her out of my sight didn't want to go to sleepaway camps didn't want to go on any field trips we were supposed to go to Jekyll Island which is like a place in Georgia for sixth grade or something I was not going it was the school field trip I told my therapist, I was like, I'm not going. You have to tell my mom. I won't do it. The teachers ended up emailing my mom. Like, Sophia would really benefit from this. We think she would blossom, this, that, and the other. I'm like, no. Not going. Couldn't be me. (laughs) I was the only kid in the grade that didn't go on the field trip because I just knew. Oh, yeah. Only one. Only one. Um, Because I just knew that I was not going to be having, I was straight up not going to have a good time. Literally straight up not having a good time. Nope just little anxious little beings i know we bless our hearts definitely like truthfully bless our poor little hearts i know that email dude like mommy do i have to go to sleep oh my my gosh that would have that would have tore my heartstrings Mm -hmm. i'm not even a mom and that tears my maternal heartstrings (laughs) I I don't feel that homesickness anymore. I do obviously worry about my parents dying, but now my main anxiety is like social anxiety. I, I always, even when I was younger, I liked being upstairs with the moms. Like when the moms and the kids were hanging out, I was probably going to go upstairs and just hang out with my mom and the older women. Like that's just where I felt like I belonged more. And I feel like that also presents itself now that I'm older. I hate being around people my age. I just feel like I'm awkward and I'm not cool enough and I don't fit in and they're judging me. Mm. I just feel like the most immense social anxiety. I don't like go to bars. I don't like going out. You, I know you love to go dancing. I would never go. I love it. Would never be me. I. The thing is, though, it's like with me and going out and going dancing – I well not much of this now anymore but before I was on social media in my head I was like none of these people know who I am and I'm never going to see any of these people ever again that's my thought that's my thought process but now with being on social media like I mean I'm not sitting I'm not sitting here calling myself a celebrity in any way shape or form that makes me incredibly uncomfortable I just mean that it it does happen often where I am out in public and people will come out to me and say oh are you on TikTok are you Ryan's sister like blah 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 I'm like yeah you know that's me whatever so it does happen often so I but at the same time like you know I go with people that I trust yeah I go with people, I go with people who I'm comfortable with going. So it's like me and my friends, whenever we do go, we just make fools out of ourselves on the dance floor because they're doing, because I know that they're not going to judge me and I'm sitting there and and then it all just kind of stems back to like, I would literally not do this with anybody else. There's only a select few people. 
Yeah, it depends on the company. I agree. I mean, I will go out sometimes, but like you said, I want it. It's only with like my closest friends. You yes. know, I will never like meet some girl in Atlanta. And then if she was like, oh, yeah, I want to go out with me one weekend, I would be I would make up every excuse in the book. I'm not going. I got to walk because, my fish. Sorry. Yeah, my, my, my biggest fear is like being in a bar or something. And the person that I'm there with turning your back to like talk to someone else. And then I'm standing there alone. Like, oh, yeah. Body just freezes up. And I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me. They're thinking this girl is so lame. She doesn't have any friends. What do, what do I do with my hands? Are, are my feet pointed inwards? Do I look like a little pigeon? Like, what am I, am I, am I giving scared? Am I giving anxious? Are people clocking me right now? Like, though, my thoughts just immediately go to people think I'm weird. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've definitely had moments like that before. But I, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I've definitely had moments like that. And it's definitely crippling. And I, and especially with people that you don't really know that well. Yeah. Or if you if you're with a group of people and you only know one person, mm-hmm. and they know everybody else that you're with that they're with, but you only know the person that you came with. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, I hope I hope this friend is gonna be like a good friend and make sure that I'm like being talked to or something all night. Like someone is talking to me and stuff. That you're maybe- involved and things yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just me. Other people who are outgoing are like, woo, I don't care. But for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope one of my friends is like speaking to me, which is wild because I'm on social media and I do and say the wildest things and I look terrible and I don't even give it a second thought. But in public, it's a whole different story for me. Because I feel like there's just like there's a comfort of being behind the screen. There's a comfort of if you if you stumble over your words or if you drop your phone or something, you could just delete the clip and redo it. Like there's there's comfort in that. When you're, mm-hmm. when you're out in public, like you're like, this isn't like a simulation. Like you are out in public. You right. can't just say like, oh, you dropped your drink. Oh, you can't just delete it and come back. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's men here. In zap. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm zapping that memory out of your brain. You're welcome. Yeah. That never happened. Things like that. So I definitely feel you. But with me, my anxiety the number one thing that scares me the most, just like in general, is the thought of somebody being mad at me. Oh, mm-hmm. that is my and not knowing why. Yeah. And I, which kind of ties back into what we were talking about before, which makes like why I feel like I have to over like overcompensate or just kind of like just just like over exceed myself or I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but just kind That's of like. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I I just have like a constant and consistent fear of people being mad at me and me not knowing why. That terrifies me, truthfully. So it's like if I have any sort of inkling that someone has is some if someone's mad at me, it's crippling. Like I I can't breathe, I can't I can't see, I start seeing stars, like it's bad. Like basically like a full-blown mental breakdown and then I and then I finally get the courage to be like you okay or like or you know is everything okay like if like the one time that anything feels off and the person that I'm with is not always like happy-go-lucky like yay you know or if like if if I have any sort of inkling that it has something to do with me mm-hmm. I'm shutting down yeah it just scares me so badly I understand that. I, I get that a hundred percent. Um, I I'm the same way. Like if someone 
text me and it's something like, oh, can I call you? I'm immediately like, something's wrong. I've done something wrong. Yep. They're upset with me. And I, I just like need them to call me at that moment and tell me what it is. Just like rip off the bandaid, you know? Literally. Like, or like, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Can we talk later? Call hey, me I need, to, I need to talk to you. So I, like, I can't <laughs> talk right now, but I do, I do need to talk to you about something later. I'll call you later. No, ma'am. I'm going to need nope. you to drop what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to need you to call out of work. I'm going to need you to stop being in labor. I'm going to need you to do whatever you're doing. And I'm going to need you to call me ASAP Rocky because we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or that's all I'm going to be thinking about all day long. And if it's something stupid, then I'm going to get mad at you. <laughs> but the feeling of relief is like, oh, like that anxiety. Yeah body it's insane right but my in my experience I will say that communicating with those people with with people in your life about that anxiety and about that fear is 100% helpful and it's Mm -hmm. definitely helped me because I used to not kind of I used to not say that I when people would text me and be like hey can we can I talk to you about something or, hey, can I tell you something? Blah, blah, blah. And then the anxiety, I would just let the anxiety kind of like over, over, t- like, like overpower me. And then I'd be like, oh my goodness, like they hate me. Like they, you know, they never want to speak to me again. They're going to, you know, I did something completely detrimental without even realizing, like, blah, 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 whatever. And then it's something super small. And so then that's, so now I've gotten a lot better with saying, like, and this is just like a suggestion for those of you out there who can relate or, you know, who can, be like oh my goodness same here is communication just being like hey i i just want to let you know that i have really bad anxiety and when you word it that way it it kind of tri- like triggers i guess is is the perfect word to use for it it makes me nervous when you say things like that when you word it like that how about and then you can kind of give them like a little bit of a solution just like hey until you're willing to talk until you are 100% free to talk do not text me that you need to talk to me <laughs> do not <laughs> and I mean that's what I've told people I'm like do not text me and tell me that you want to talk until you are free to talk yeah and then from there just either just I I do well with random phone calls if you just randomly call me I my mind does not go to worst case scenario Right. My mind always just goes, oh, they're calling me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they, so I always try and do this. So when I call somebody and I need to talk to them about something like kind of serious, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes I just will randomly call and I'll say like, hey, can I talk to you about something? It's nothing bad, I promise. Yeah, just like immediate, immediately relief. The, the immediate relief. So they, they don't even give like a split second to even think about whether or not it's going to be a bad thing and then just like communicate that that to the other person just be like hey I really it really freaks me out when you do this I struggle with this really badly do you mind wording it like this next time or Mm -hmm. just kind of giving them like an a b and c solution and if they don't and if they don't take that and resonate with it and roll with it then they don't respect you yeah that's what I've learned is that they don't respect you and they don't respect your boundaries. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and like for me, if it always happens with my mom, she's mm-hmm. always one person who does this. She'll do something like call me. I'm going to call her 12 times until she answers. Oh, like, absolutely. I no, no shame, no shame whatsoever. 
I'm going to be bang, bang, bang in the line, answer the phone. Let's yep. get it over. <laughs> you know, it's, it's usually like something so chill, but I'm like, mom, you can't do that to me, girly. Right. Just you call me. Just call yeah. me. Can't do that Please. No, because then, then I start overthinking, which is the next thing this, this topic was about, or this question. Um, overthinker number one over here, raising my hand. That's basically all, it's basically all that I do. Yes. Um, and I saw a TikTok the other day, this girl that I follow, Jordan, I think it's Lufus is her last name. Lover, mm-hmm. amazing. She just did a little like motivational video and she was like, listen, if you think about it, 95% of the problems in your life that have been at the forefront of your mind at one time or another, you just don't know how this situation is going to end. You right. don't know if it'll ever work itself out. You can't see it being better. 95% of the time, it does work itself out. And you <gasps> Jordan, I love her. I just, yeah, I, it, I was sitting before. I was sitting here trying to think of who you were talking about. I was like, mm-hmm. great day. That name sounds familiar. I did not mean to cut you off, but I adore her. But anyway, continue. no, yeah, that's her. And, and she made a really good point because it's like 95% of the time, those situations work themselves out. And then you can't even recall what you were anxious about. Yep. So, it's, I, I just, I feel like I have to ground myself a lot and just bring myself back to reality. And it's like, I can stress about this thing until the cows come home, but I'm not in the future. So I can't even change it. Like yep. all of this overthinking and this anxiety and this stress that I'm putting on my body, going through all of the possible scenarios of how this could play out. It doesn't do me any good because in, and at no point am I advancing in the situation. Like I'm not figuring stuff out because it hasn't happened yet. You Mm -hmm. know, like none of these things have happened. I don't know how it's going to end. So I'm completely out of control here. I have no control over this. And I have been trying to be better about that. Just kind of like hands off. Like I can't, I don't know how this is going to end, but I'm just going to trust that it'll work itself out. You know? I am still struggling with that. My, I like the, with the, the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. when it just like not necessarily just like an every like a day-to-day like oh no what's tomorrow gonna bring me I'm scared you know what I mean it's more of like if I have some sort of like big event like big life event or just kind of like uh something that's a pretty big deal that's coming up mm-hmm. I always get nervous because I'm like oh no like what's gonna happen you know like am I gonna trip over my words or is somebody not gonna like me or things of that nature it's like that's that's when I that's when the overthinking really starts for me it's the or like if somebody's not texting me back fast enough or things like that that's when that's when the overthinking starts for me I'm like okay they they hate me or they you know they're mad at me and then that's where the getting the anxiety about somebody being mad at me comes from so it's just like you know my problem after another (laughs) it's literally the snowball effect you know like you like you grab a snowball you grab a snowball that's about yay big at about a silver dollar sign and silver dollar sign great day silver dollar coin yeah and you start rolling it downhill and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger that is the perfect kind of like paint the picture about how my brain works welcome it's exhausting so um (laughs) But yeah, so it's just, it's just the constant fear of the unknown. Like, oh, how was, and and I even tell myself, and I, when I talk to my mom about it, I'm like, I know for a fact that it's going to work out. 
I know. Right. I know that it's all going to be okay in the end because after after it ends up being okay, my mom goes, see, all that worry for no reason. I'm like, mom, I realize that and I wish that I couldn't do it. I wish that it wouldn't happen, but it just does. Inevitably, it does, you know? So it's yeah. like, I, you know, I still struggle with it. So I personally do not have, you know, any tips and tricks on how to not be how to be less anxious or how to not overthink things because that's literally my middle both of my middle names so it's like but we don't have the answers but we can relate is really oh, what we're absolutely this like, is just kind of us being like same queen like you're not alone in this and you know when we when we post videos online of you know thinking that we have seeming that we have everything all together and that we're happy all the time and everything is just sunshine and rainbows and peaches and cream that's not the case at all i'm 99 percent of the time a big ball of anxiety you're welcome wait okay so i have a question for mm-hmm. you do you have like a constant stream of thoughts like in your mind like is your brain you're always like thinking about something yes. you know you're frogging from one thing okay some people don't which I think is wild and I saw a TikTok about it the other day and I was like oh my gosh because a a boyfriend of mine I would always be like what are you thinking about and he's like nothing and immediately I'm like okay well you're lying so what are you thinking about (laughs) I I have to take an ungodly amount of melatonin every night so I can go to sleep because if not all of the stream i literally have my own streaming service let me know if you want to let me know if you want to subscribe it's with the low with the low cost of free 99 a month like <laughs> let me know if you want the subscription give me your email and password but it's just like it's just it's, it's a constant stream it's a constant constant one thing after another I wish that I could, you know, the the saying like no thoughts, just vibes. I wish that was the case. Oh, and and some people actually have no thoughts, which I did not realize. It's not everyone has this constant stream of thoughts. And I just Googled it. And one of the things that popped up was constantly thinking disorder, which didn't even know that was a thing. I oh, don't know perfect. Another thing wrong with me. Stunning. I don't know. Okay, but... well, wait for this. Wait for this. Constantly oh, no. thinking is a form of generalized anxiety oh i knew that perfect another one another one then it says when one thinks too much it can be distracting to them to the point that they can't concentrate clearing your mind by reading listening to music or watching tv is good methods that is me i always have at least two forms of media playing so so as to not let a single thought pass through and even then some still get through like I have the tv on and I'm on my phone and I my my attention span is crap like it's terrible because I'm always like on you know I'm just always looking for like the next thing to think about or to to kind of like get me out of my thoughts or something but yeah my mind is always going thinking you know I I something on the table i'm like oh that cup i used to use that cup when i was younger i was in england the last time i saw that i wonder how my aunt's doing like i i'm just <laughs> i'm the always- story of my life absolutely like i'm laying in bed i'm like looking and of course this is just me when i'm like trying to go to bed at night but like i lay down and then i look at the staircase and i'm like oh i left the light on downstairs okay that's a nice night light but then i'm like okay but then i can you know 
physically see if somebody's going to come up the stairs and kill me. Uh, did I lock the front door? Did I lock my car? Is my purse out of my car? Did I did I flush the toilet? You know, it's just like it's it's things yeah. like that. And by the way, 100% of the time I did flush the toilet. Don't get it twisted. But it's just, you know, it's just it's just a constant stream of thought, which is exhausting. So I listen to night meditation when I sleep at night because my mind just concentrates like the ASMR. My mind concentrates on the ASMR instead of the spiral of sounds yeah. or the spiral of of thoughts and feelings and everything or like thinking of something embarrassing that you did five like five ten years ago which I do constantly but you know what I mean it's just like oh remember that embarrassing thing that you did when you were in fifth grade yeah I remember it too like it was yesterday <laughs> I do ASMR at night as well well I guess not ASMR I do a sound machine oh with she like does a, she does a freaking tornado wind tunnel rainforest with the seven levels of hell i want thunder thunderstorms rain on the roof rain on the sidewalk rainstorm i have all of them layered it, and then i throw in a little story this guy um i have the what's it called it's the better sleep app there's a story uh -huh. called water city and he tells this story about like basically a glass dome underwater and there's like a city of like three million people in there i i've never finished the story i don't know how it ends i, I literally love that. don't tell you because as soon as that sweet man's voice comes on i'm hitting the hay it's um, so amazing but it stops my inner monologue you know because i guess that i think that's what the tiktok was it's called like your inner monologue when you're constantly thinking and talking to yourself yeah bam that's the yeah. word that yeah that's basically how it is for me with like the asmr it's like and again words are a lot for me so i always do the words of affirmation ones mm -hmm. Where they're like, you know, putting their hand up to the screen and they're like, you're loved, you're great. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm out. RIP in the Ooh. chat. Like, literally, when they're just like, oh, you're amazing. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm Now I can go to sleep because now I believe it. Because oh, you I with that one thing. Thank God. That's so funny. But anyway, this has been, honestly, I think this is my favorite episode. I was about to say, um, I love the way that this went. I think it flowed so smoothly and I hope that you guys got to learn a little bit more about us and just, you know, we're, we're as real as they come. Like For we're real. just B word. We're just, we're just like the next girl. <laughs> That's so funny. She's just like any other. Exactly. Bee. Like honestly. And it's just kind of like, because again, when when you all come to us with these topics about, you know, how to how to deal with, you know, the with anxiety and overthinking, it's like we are not trained professionals in any way, shape or form. So it's kind of like but it also kind of helps and brings comfort when people not necessarily saying that, like, y'all look up to us, but like but coming but seeing somebody that you may look up to or that you admire go through the same thing that you're going through brings a level of comfort and being like okay it's not just me yeah like when I'm not alone in this yeah when you value someone's opinion or their advice or whatever it is like hearing that they kind of go through the same it's like affirming you yes, know absolutely oh, we love Thank that it literally just like a big old sigh of relief but we are we are running out of time here so we're i think we're gonna wrap it up again thank you all so very much to 
those of you who send us positive and encouraging words, um, you know, topic requests, things of that nature. We are so thankful for you all. And um, yeah, so I guess it's time for the good old socials. Um, you can follow me. This is Brittany talking. You can follow me on Instagram, Brittany Elizabeth period underscore. And then you can follow one or both of uh, my TikTok accounts, Talk About Queen with a W and not Talk About Queen. And Sophia, take it away. Yeah, um, my Instagram is Soph underscore Armada. I also have two TikTok accounts, WXSoph and not WXSoph. We also have a dedicated Instagram account for our podcast, The Latest BS. And that is the best place to like submit suggestions and stuff. And I think Brittany has said this before, but it's a good point. If you follow us, you're we're really just going to be popping out once every week or two. We are not going to spam your feed with uh-uh. constant pictures and stories, this and the other we will really just let you know when an episode drops and then we will zip our mouths. So that's, if you that's, follow us, scared. Yeah, that is 100% all that we do on our Instagram is that we will post a picture saying, hey, guess what? An episode's on and then done. Like every once in a while, we'll, we may post like a little question box being like, hey, topic ideas or what do you think about this? Or like drop your confession or whatever. But other than that, we are not, it's not one of those like you have to like constantly click like when people go to a concert you know mm-hmm. so snapchat stories we are not going to do that at all we're not going to take up your feed but following us just kind of like gives us a little nudge and it helps it yeah. really does we do want to do something soon mm-hmm. when if we get a certain amount of instagram followers just to um i don't know expand our brand a little more wink, whatever wink, nudge nudge yeah <laughs> so <laughs> If you want to, so if you want to just go on ahead and give us a great good old follow, that'd be fantastic. But you can find this on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Give us a good old rating of five stars, baby. And also when it comes to topics, we could also do fun topics too. It doesn't always yeah. have to be serious. Mm-hmm. We should like also. We need, I feel like we need a good, I feel like we need a fun topic here soon. Yeah, and I let's do another I love that confessions podcast that we did where you guys sent in your confessions or like we could do one that's just completely random questions of whatever you guys want us to talk about or oh, answer. Oh, like a Q&A. Mhm. We love that. Let's do a Q&A soon. That'd be fun. Okay, period. Let's Big do fan. it. Okay, we are we are definitely running out of time now. So, I uh, so we love you all so very much. Thank you all so much for all of the love and support, and we will see you all next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.